Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We have an official scoring change to start the show with today. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> but you're the guilty. No, you're not the guilty party. You're the messenger. So I can't shoot the messenger, but the messenger. I made the discovery. Let's just put it this way. You should put my name on this one. Man, oh, man. Like, you, okay. As if the frustration, the disappointment of losing the last game to Anaheim wasn't bad enough. Lukanen's had a shot taken off the board so now he gave up four on 14 shots as he gets set for a return to the crease tonight and an opportunity for the Sabres to upend Montreal and end up with a split of the season series of which Montreal has taken two of the first three do you want to start with Lukanen as he tries to bounce back tonight or is there another uh, major component that uh, is a you know bigger concern greater storytelling tonight going into this one no, I, I want to start with Lukanen because for me, I mean, this has been a really big story now since probably around Christmas time when Lukanen started to play more regularly and play more often and really mm-hmm. has had a, a bigger impact on how the games have been played. And his his season has, has gone really, really like north, right? It's, the numbers have been better, have been great, actually. Uh, and then last game was probably the one game in the last two months where you're like, oh, leaky, and it wasn't great. So how does he bounce back? Like, we haven't seen Lukanen having to just step back into that, hey, boom, I'm coming back into a game, and I have to put uh, a really solid effort or a really solid game. There's mm-hmm. been games where he's lost, but when you lose, you know, 2-1, or, you know, you lose, you know, 2 nothing, um, it's... As a goaltender, you say, I did my job. I'm just going to get back to playing. But when you lose a game 4-3 where there was some leaky moments and your numbers really take a hit like that, um, okay, how do you bounce back? And it's in Montreal. And so I that's my number one story for tonight. How does Lukanen bounce back? And your belief, expectation is? My belief, expectation is that it will be a solid game for Lukanen. I mean, there's no reason to doubt that number one, the Sabres will do a, a, a better job of managing the puck in front of them. Yeah, they mm-hmm. gave up 14 shots to Anaheim, but it was the four goals that they gave up and how they had full possession of the puck, gave it up to Anaheim, you know, and basically allowed Anaheim to get four goals. So I think the Sabres are going to be better in front of them. But two, I think Lukanen is going to just say, hey, 
I've been there before. He's had adversity in his career from game to game or even year to year. Injuries, whatever. Okay, let's put all of that to, to the best use and go forward. They have the dads on and mentors on the trip. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's a good sign because Vancouver had the dads and mentors on their trip and they lost 10-7 the other night in Minnesota after being up 5-3 and then they lost in Colorado. But I, I really feel like that is going to reset things up for a lot of players and Lucan and one of them. And um, I expect them to really uh, have a strong, solid effort in this one. Of course, Montreal's been a, a thorn a couple of times this year uh, yep. in Buffalo's side. And we know that the Sabres will have one change in front of Lucan and tonight on the defense after it was uh, not only a tough day for Lukanen, but it was a tough day specifically for the pairing of Johnson and Johnson in front of him. So Ryan's going to sit this one out tonight. Kale Clegg draws in, and obviously Kale spent uh, quite a bit of time in the Sabres lineup last year, probably more than people imagine. Um, and, you know, he's he's done – he's – He's had a nice year in Rochester. You know, we we talked a lot at the start of the year about just the sheer number of players that were there. Yeah. Um, we saw it, obviously, in Sabres camp, but it was even more pronounced at the start of the year in Rochester when they were so healthy. And they had, like, 15 forwards and 10 or 11 defensemen. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what are you going to do here? And they've moved, made some trades along the way and moved some players out and, uh, and I think Clegg's been very consistent for them. I think what I've enjoyed about his play in Rochester has been his his willingness to use a great asset of his, which is his skating, and be an attacker on the play. We, we've seen this a lot in recent games. Uh, we saw it from Middleton in the Minnesota game. You know, from his defense position, he was often busting down the middle, trying to be a center lane drive, causing chaos at the crease. I think there's obviously a time for that. We see Dallin do it quite a bit too, obviously. But I think, you know, if, if Clegg's in a confident place, um, I would like to see that from him. There's no point in being, you know, just a defender. It's an opportunity at this stage in the season and in his career to utilize his, his well, strengths. There, what's there to lose, right? If you're Kel right. Clegg and you're 100%. looking at this season and saying, okay, well, I come in, I get a chance to play in the NHL, and... Uh, if I make a mistake, what is that going to change? Right. In a, in a sense. And I hate to say it that way, but it's not going to make or break the Sabres season this year with right. a mistake or maybe, uh, you know, a good play by Kel Clegg, but at least he can, you know, highlight himself in some good positive light. Um, but again, I think if you look at this matchup against Montreal, I don't think it's about Kale Clegg and Eric Johnson. Of course not. Um, the, the Montreal Canadiens have scored 16 goals in their last five games, mm -hmm. over three on average. They're one and four in those five games. They can score. They have not been able to keep it out of their net. So one thing is that, okay, so they have a really solid top line in Suzuki, Caulfield, and Stavkowski. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to play well against that top line. But everything else that comes with the Montreal lineup, I think is... Okay, take advantage of it. I mean, they don't have anything else really going for them offensively, but the Suzuki line, um, their power play can move the puck around and, and do well, but it's still not a, a threatening power play. So take advantage of that. Go play a, a fun game. Go play a game where you, you're, you're going to have full confidence of, of what you can do out there. I look at the Krebs line last game with Paterka and Benson played mm -hmm. that way. I mean, it's still not producing for Peyton Krebs, but Paterka and Benson are going. The, the Middlestat cousins and Greenway line played that way. 
We haven't seen that out of the, out of the Thompson line, even though Tate scored last game. So that's where it all it, it all falls down for me in this matchup against Montreal. Like, take advantage of the matchup that you have in front of you and go get the job done. Sam Montembeau in goal for Montreal tonight. He's two and four lifetime against the Sabres. UPL is what against Montreal career-wise? Oh, um, I would say zero, zero, zero. You're right. <laughs> I took it. I'm starting to get to know, like when you ask questions, usually those are trick questions. Last game, you kept asking me, hey, who has more goals between this guy and that guy? And off the air, and I would always answer tie because they'd be tied. And I kind of knew where you were coming. But uh, okay, so Lukanen is 0-0-0. You talk yeah. about Montembeau. Montembeau's last outing, he gave up seven. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, both goaltenders are looking at a bounce back effort in this game. Yes. And, of course, the two teams are tied in the standings. One of us is not super surprised by that. Uh, yeah, that's you. Right. And because... one of us said that Buffalo was going to finish ahead of Montreal this year in the standings, which I, it's tied. I'm not losing right now, so we're okay. <laughs> there, there's that tied reference once again. Uh, I. It, My belief all along going into this year was that the hardest part for the Sabres was going to be how competitive are all the other teams around them and how tight is the race going to be. I think yeah. it's actually probably not as tight, although it's getting there now with the Devils and the Islanders four points back of Detroit. Mm -hmm. But I kind of expected seven or eight teams even a little more – more like actually – The Western the West, yeah, because the West right now has five teams, wild card two, and the four behind it separated by three points after last night's uh loss for Minnesota, which was not surprising on the heels of their uh emotionally offensively charged victory yeah. over Vancouver um win for Nashville. Nashville had a really solid win, and they did you know I mean Shea Theodore came back in for Vegas, and that was. It, it could have been a huge boost for them, but guess what? All of a sudden, Vegas has lost three consecutive home games, which I believe has not happened, or if it has, it's been extremely rare in the franchise history. So All of know, a sudden, Aiden Hill gives up four again. He gave up three against Carolina. He gave up four against Minnesota. He's lost three in a row. Um, right. That's not the same uh, same success when you give up four like Aiden Hill has been given up the last few games. But the reason we only focused on wild card two and the teams behind is L.A. won again, and that gives them five of six. Their cushion is at least uh, a more stable one than what they had than when Hiller took over. The tough news for them was that Victor Arvidsson left after one shift last night. He had yeah. come back. They've won all their games with him in the lineup. And he's had such an awful lot to deal with injury-wise. So really disappointing to see that. But if we're going to talk L.A. for a second, why not, you know, open the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the show with one of the goals of the year? And it was just, I want your, uh, like, unvarnished commentary here. Like, I, I, I haven't 
quizzed you on this. I don't know what you thought when you saw it for the first time, but I know because we recently saw LA, all the good things you've talked about Quentin Byfield. So uh, well, just when I saw it for that. the first time, which was an amazing goal by Quentin Byfield, he went through Zach Wierenski with the toe drag, used the skate to bring it back, went to the backhand. Um, and I've, I've made comparison to this player who is now retired many times when I think of Quentin Byfield and it's Rick Nash. Rick mm -hmm. Nash with the Columbus Blue Jackets was a force, big, strong, unbelievable skills, uh, you know, and, and was the one player with the Columbus Blue Jackets for years. And Quentin Byfield reminds me a lot of Rick Nash. And when I saw that goal yesterday, it brought me back to remember the goal Rick Nash scored against the Arizona Phoenix Coyotes at the time where he toe drags a couple of guys, gets it in a skate, goes to his forehand and tucks it in from the other side. And I thought, not because that L.A. scored against Columbus, but I thought this is a Rick Nash type goal. And look, Quentin Byfield was the second overall pick in 2020. That was the uh, pandemic draft, the first one that was virtual. Alexi Lafreniere went number one in that draft. The Sabres ended up with Jack Quinn. But there has been some really spectacular talent that have come out of that draft. Lafreniere is number one, and he's he's playing well, but... Quentin Byfield is, is amazing. Tim, Tim Stutzla scored a beautiful goal last night. He's been unbelievable. Lucas tough Raymond. Year, tough year goal scoring wise for him, though. You yeah, know. tough year goal scoring wise, but I think Tim Stutzla is a, you know, going to be oh, a superstar sure. in this league. Absolutely. Lucas Raymond in, in Detroit has had up and down moments, but he's still a solid player who has played uh, 211 games in the NHL. He's got 148 points. Like, that's really good. Jake Sanderson, Jamie Drysdale. Uh, Jack Quinn, Marco Rossi, Cole, Cole Perfetti, Yaroslav Askarov, the goalie in, in Milwaukee now in the Nashville organization, Lundell, who scored the overtime last night, said Jarvis. Like, I mean, the players in that draft is pretty amazing. And mm -hmm. I think Quinn Byfield may end up being the best of all of them when it's all said and done. And and he he's really stepped up this year in the way that he's played. Um, and the LA Kings handled them right. Like they had some time with him in the AHL, called back up, given opportunities. But this year they got him in a top six role and he's playing well. Yeah, it, it's been a real a joy to watch uh, him at his absolute best. But I think the beauty of Byfield is even on those non-spectacular nights, he's just, you know, his presence can do so much for others. And uh yeah, it's it's a it's a treat to watch him develop this year. Um, LA, as mentioned, is in a, in a pretty good spot right now. Um, they're grateful that undoubtedly that Cam Talbot's streak is behind him. Talbot's won two games in a row now, so it was still very sketchy last. Night. I'm watching the game. I'm thinking every time Columbus got a chance, I'm I, I'm I'm squinting when Talbot's making the save, and I get it, like. He's not playing any different now that he did at the start of the season. It's just that he has a bad streak that all of a sudden you start second-guessing it a little bit. Well, the one thing that has happened, um, even though it, it officially happened before L.A. played in Buffalo, but what's really happened after is the arrival of Brant Clark. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like, ever since that stunning overtime winner against Boston – just watch what he's willing to try now. It is a game changer on their blue line as far as creating offense. And obviously last night, Pierre-Luc Dubois got a couple of goals. And that's a big, big, big focal point for this coaching staff is to unleash, unlock whatever term you want to use for Dubois because they desperately need it if they're going to keep pace with any 
of the top teams in the Western Conference should they get to the postseason. All right, back to the Sabres for a second here. Obviously, it's Buffalo-Montreal tonight, and we'll have pregame coverage starting at 6.30. Um, The team's biggest difference. What would you say the biggest difference is between Buffalo and Montreal this year, even though they're dead Uh, even in the standings? Biggest difference? Well, like maybe a statistical anomaly or something, you know? I think the biggest difference is that the top line for Montreal, I just mentioned Suzuki, Caulfield, and Stavkowski. Maybe at a slow start for Caulfield, but it's picked up, and Stavkowski has really stepped up in that role. I think you compare their top line to the Sabres' top line, I think the expectations of what those two were going to be this year, um, the Thompson line dropped, and the Caulfield, Suzuki, Stavkowski line moved up. I think that's the biggest difference in the two teams right now. Um, But the Sabres have more depth. Then Montreal, I feel mm-hmm. at forward right now. Uh, Montreal doesn't really have that secondary push that they could have. And um, Montreal is just young on defense. I feel like they're the Buffalo Sabres of two years ago when they were really younger, much younger mm-hmm. in defense and were building up. Um, you have a lot of young defensemen on the Montreal Canadiens blue line, um, which at times could be great, but other times it, it makes for a challenge for the uh, for the Habs. Well, I don't think we have we seen Arbor Jacki in the Montreal lineup this year in the head-to-head meetings. Not and, this year. I so don't he's back. So. so that changes their blue line a bit uh, on the roster uh, side. When you mention age, Montreal actually enters this one younger than Buffalo yeah. at this point in time. Keep in mind the Sabers. You know, don't have Quinn, don't have Power, don't have Samuelson. That's a lot of youth not in the lineup. Um, the Sabres are technically, uh, you know, 26.8, I think, right now. Montreal, 26.3 with the age. So just to put it into context, you're spot on with your assessment of their defense core being incredibly young. But overall, that group is is very and has been challenged this year due to some significant injuries, um, you know, missing Kirby Doc for the entire season. Boy, Sean Monaghan's been <laughs> fine oh. offensively since he's gone to Winnipeg. But again, well, that's, that's two a- games, especially. And I just right. it took him a it took him uh, four games to uh, to get accustomed. But um, man, is he good on? The, okay, so sometimes you don't realize that acquiring a player is going to affect a part of your game that much. Mm. Like when the Jets acquired Sean Monaghan would never have thought, Hey, it's going to make their power play so much better. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, now they're six for 11 in their last three games on the power play with Sean Monaghan being in the bumper position. And that it's incredible. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Sean Monaghan is not that good of a power play player. To to turn a power Come play on. that would, why are you so down on him? I've always no, I'm thought... not I'm not saying he's a good player, but yeah. is he that guy, right? I mean, okay, if you added an Ovechkin or a Stamkos or a Kucherov or something like that, you're like, oh, our power play is gonna get so much better. Um, think of the Oilers last year. You know, mm-hmm. they lose Tyson Berry, they make the trade with Nashville for Mat- Matthias Ekholm, and you're thinking Okay, the owner's power play is going to drop a little bit. Barry was so good on that power play that was running 40%, and it dropped a little bit. That's something you had to expect. I didn't expect Sean Monaghan was going to have that impact on the Jets' power play, which uh, they did, and now they're able to to get a win. You like uh, Brossois' gray pads? I like him with the uniforms they were wearing, which is not their their regular home jersey. I think it was their third jersey. So yeah, I think it's okay. fine with that. 
I'm not a, as you know, I'm not a dark color type of uh, goalie. Well, gray gear. straddles the line of darker it's light, just depending very, on how you look at close. it. <laughs> I wish there was some white in it to be right. a little bit more that way. But, yeah. uh, but he was really good again yesterday. In that good game. enough. I mean, he had a little scare at the end when Minnesota started uh, pumping in a couple in the last six minutes. Uh, I well, mean, it was only... scary as Minnesota scored five in five minutes exactly, against yeah. Uh, yeah. you know the Canucks. So yes. Well, I would say this: the one noticeable difference for me. Um, and the reason this statistic is important uh, from a Sabre standpoint, uh, not so much in contrast to Montreal, but more what we've seen of late, i.e. the Anaheim game, one goal games. Buffalo just hasn't mastered them this year. They haven't played in a ton of them either, uh, yeah. <laughs> given up a lot of empty nets, whatever. But the Sabres are 6-8-4. and four. Montreal is 5 15, 8, and 8. They yeah. live for the close games. The problem with Montreal is they've gotten their doors blown off a lot. Mm -hmm. So their numbers are skewed, right? Like if you just look at, you know, on the surface, goals for, goals against per game, like Buffalo looks better and you're sitting there going, well, why are they tied in the standings? It's because Montreal has been really good in these ultra tight games. So, you know, Keeping in mind the recent games that we've talked about with the Sabres not being able to break through offensively against Dallas and against, well, it was a low chance game against St. Louis, but that first period against Florida and now the last game against Anaheim, like the longer they're stuck in a tight game with Montreal, I think that's, that's an area of concern and focus here tonight. Yeah, and the big thing for me is both teams have not led or been tied after too often, right? right. You look at their record, they're, they, they're two yeah. teams that trail after two more often, and Montreal is 4-21-4 and four in those games. Buffalo's 2-24-2 and two in those games. So, you know, they're not teams that come back a lot. Now, Montreal comes back enough to maybe make it a one-goal game and maybe get a point in overtime, but it's still not been a teams that have been able to come from behind, neither one of them. So when we kind of casually led into the top of the show with the scoring change and how it affected the game sheet and Uko Pekka and I knew you were essentially going to wind yourself up to the biggest story, which is Buffalo's top line. And, yeah. and, and from tonight onward, and again, yes, we're always keeping a close eye on the standings. And yes, they need to go 22 and five to have a hope presumably, of being in this race. And yes, scoring four and a half goals a game with Tage Thompson's line being a dynamic presence might allow them to go on some crazy run like this. But part of the unique aspect of this game tonight is not only rediscovering Skinner, Thompson, Tuck, Magic, it's simply rediscovering Jeff Skinner. Yes. And if it doesn't happen against Montreal, a team that he has literally owned every single game he's played with Buffalo... At, you know, as a Sabre against the Canadians, then uh, concerns for Skinner should be even more heightened if nothing well transpires tonight. Yeah, and it's not just with the Buffalo Sabres, despite the fact that it has been more at, pronounced with the Sabres. It's been very much more pronounced, but in his career against Montreal, he's over a point a game, 46 points in 41 games, 26 of those goals. You're thinking this is the team that Jeff Skinner has had the most success against. And um, and and it's been a really tough go for Jeff Skinner of late. Now there were the injury and he came back and he's just not looked himself. And when you have, you know, a, a, a trio, a line that has struggled to create offensively, you need all three to be at the top of their game to get back to the right point. Now, last game, Thompson scored on the power play. Great. 
Uh, Thompson had a breakaway. Great. That's awesome. But a lot of those things now are individual play, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got Thompson an individual play. You got Tuck an individual play. And we haven't seen Skinner a whole lot. So um, I, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on that line um, to see how how spread out they are. How, like they've not seemed to play together. Right, like they get out of the zone, and Tuck gets the puck on the right wall. Where is everybody else? Jeff is usually up in the neutral zone. Where's Tage? Like they are not really playing on the same program right now, and that's not something that we said last year. Last year it was everything was working. Even times where you're like shoot the puck, oh what a pass, what a goal. You're thinking like they were seeing a step ahead of everybody. Yep. This year they're they're a step behind everything. And, you know, so it's really not working to their advantage. Uh, you know, this season, it's just not clicking. 16 games as a Sabre for Skinner against Montreal. He has 15 goals and almost <laughs> two points per game, including two points a game this year with six in three. Um, so beyond that, uh, is there anything else that, uh, you know, is, I suppose, I think, you know, people are writing about it because it's new. Um, I don't think we've, you know, for obvious, we haven't seen a huge outpouring in production, which is also not surprising because I think you needed to give a little bit of a grace period from a statistical mindset to Peyton Krebs as he transitions to playing with two more offensive-minded players. But what would you say you're looking for from Benson, Krebs, Paterka tonight? Well, what I'd be looking for is, okay, yeah, production needs to happen. Now, they they were really good against Anaheim as a line. They dominated the mm -hmm. uh, shots and shot attempts, which, you know, I mean, it was a high shot volume, high shot attempts volume uh, for the Sabres against Anaheim. John Gibson was really good. Uh, but that's where the production has to come in. Yeah, Benson had a goal. Great. That's awesome. And there was a lot of great work that that line did before the Benson goal. But with Peyton Krebs, at some point, individually, you got to say, hey, I need one. I need to score. I need to get a goal here. He hasn't scored in 13. And in those 13 games, he's had three assists, right? So three points in 13 is not going to get it done. But if you're going to want to score, you got to have more than nine shots on goal in 13 games. That's what Peyton Krebs has had. And I know Krebs is not a shooter per se, but when you want to produce and if you want to end a zero goals in 13 games type of drought, mm -hmm. you're going to say, hey, I got to take five shots in this game. I got to take four shots. Every time I get into the slot, I got to get myself in a better position. Now, don't shoot the puck from center ice or don't shoot the puck from three feet inside the blue line just so that you have shots on goal. It's not going to make a difference. But find a way to have three quality shots in that game as right. opposed to nine shots over a 13-game span. All right, we'll see if that transpires tonight. It's Lukanen in goal for Buffalo. Clegg is in for Ryan Johnson on the blue line. Montembeau is the starter for Montreal. The two teams are even in points in the standings, which has them both 12 points back of the final wild card spot in the East. The Sabres are on the road for two this week with the dads and mentors, and then it's home to face Carolina. It's Choose Love Night on Sunday. This Sunday, note the start time, it's a 6 p.m.er at Key Bank Center. And, of course, it's Carolina who are Carolina once again, and they just keep on rolling. So Sabres and Hurricanes, Choose Love Night, great opportunity to celebrate the African-American community and highlight Black-owned businesses throughout Western New York during the game. We encourage you to visit sabres.com slash tickets to purchase your seats today. Amherst are home tonight to Belleville. There's tons of big stories going on around the NHL, and we're back after this on Sabres Live. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres in Montreal tonight. It wraps up the four-game season series. The Amherst are taking on Belleville twice this week at Blue Cross Arena tonight and Friday before that that much-discussed trip to Hershey, which caps off 7-11. That'll uh, immediately follow the Amherst Friday night home game against Belleville. But... They get uh, this division rival twice this week at home. There are three points between them in the standings. The Amherst currently sitting in third in the North due to their 4-1-2 and two stretch here over the last seven games. And Devin Levi gets another start. Right now he's 6-2-2 two and two on the year. Marty, his save percentage, sits at 930. And selectively, we can tell you that among goalies who played 10 games or more, Devin Levi is now number two in save percentage in the AHL. So good for him. Yeah. So technically he doesn't qualify in qualified goalies because he hasn't played enough games, but yeah, you can say 10 games is a good amount of games with goalies that have gotten called up and sent down and whatnot. So um, yeah, I mean, that is a really, really good number for Devin Levi. He's played. We, we went through the highlights from um, over the weekend uh, yesterday, I believe it was on the show. And I like when Devin Levi is more under control and not so utilizing his athleticism and, and acrobatic uh, at times too. So he did that in Toronto on Monday afternoon, which was excellent where he had to battle when he did. But um, yeah, this is this is a big stretch for him. Play a lot of hockey, just like it's a big stretch for Uko Pekalukunen to just gain some experience and assert himself in a certain way. Uh, Devin Levi is doing the same thing with the Rochester Americans. So that's, uh, that's good for him. And look, I, 
I know I joke about the trip to Hershey and said Appert talked about, hey, got to get on the bus and go to Hershey for the last game of the 7-11. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this, and I may have told you this story before. My first ever trip to Hershey, fell asleep on the bus. We were playing like a Friday to Saturday. So after the game, get on the bus, drive to Hershey, fell asleep just to wake up as we were on the main street in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I never put two and two together. I just you know, move to the U.S. and move to Rochester. I'm not thinking Hershey Chocolate Bar. I'm thinking that's just a name. Like, Victoriaville was the name of sticks. Like, in my mind, it wasn't like, well, okay, they were made in Victoriaville or whatever, right? It were just, they? I think they were okay, originally. Right. But I'm like, I'm not, it's not in, I, I think it moved Where after Where were Titans time, made? I'm not, there's no city named Titan. <laughs> but, you know, Sherwood was made in, um, uh, in... Saint Saint, I think. Anyway, like the names didn't relate. So yeah. I wake up in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and I look up, and we're at a stoplight, and the street lights all look like Hershey Kisses. And I'm like, I said out loud, like, "Wow, this is a weird town. They got like those Kisses things, like as street lights." <laughs> Everybody looked over and says, "What did you just say?" And like, look, the street lights—they, they, 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 they look like the Kisses, right? Like we're in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm like, yeah, so amazing. Like, that's what Hershey, like chocolate is. And I'm like, amazing. Oh. So after a five hour bus ride, you get there at 3 34 in the morning, you get to your hotel room. There's a couple of little kisses on your pillow. So that's a nice treat. You're like, hey, nothing like the 4 a.m. chocolates, right? As you try to go back to sleep. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's something to look forward to for the Amherst when they make that trip to Hershey next uh, in the next few days. To make it that much sweeter, yes. That's the line. And obviously they try <laughs> to get good, two wins here line. against Belleville. Um, but, you know, the bigger picture here is uh, no Yuri Kulik again at the moment. This will be a third straight. Uh, he remains day-to-day -day upper body injury. And if you look at the group offensively, it's been carried largely in, in a – in a point per game sense, more by Rusek, yeah. Yops, Byro, Murray. There's been enough of a smattering here and there of some kind of one-off multiple point games from others that have helped, you know, push them along in the in the tight games. But there is obviously um concern that we didn't get a chance to see Yuri. I mean, literally, the next shift after his yeah. drought ending goal, he got hurt. And we live in a world where we probably fixate way too much on just the scoring numbers. And I know Rosean has been lauded for his engagement, involvement, and hopefully improvement in Rochester's penalty kill throughout the course of the year. But the fact of the matter is Rosean has two points in 11 and only six in the last 21. So it has been a stark contrast to the start of the year, the first three months for Roseanne. So I just think he's going to be a real interesting player to watch here in the, in this kind of context of this seven and 11 series, if we're, you know, looking at it like the coaches are and, and you hope that he among the group can have one of those defining breakthrough moments too, just like he did last year in the playoffs in his first time. Like it was, it wasn't just Yuri coming out of the box hot with goals in his first six playoff games last year. Like Roseanne was 
he was so good to watch in those pressure games. So I'm really keeping a close eye on him tonight. Yeah, and then funny enough, Roseanne last year only had 14 goals in 66 games. He had 37 right. points. He's at 11 goals right now, and he's played 43. He's played 23 last games. He's only three goals less. So mm -hmm. any three goals over the next 20 games, you're thinking, hey, he matches the total from last year. And he's also just... 20 years old. He will yes. be 21 years old here in mid-March. So there's still a lot for Rosie. And then this is good. Like, I know people are going to say, well, he's not producing. You know what? Like, not any... Wayne Gretzky. Okay, good on Wayne. He never had a, a scoring drought, right? Like, in growing up or whatnot. Like, that was good. Most players have to deal with Hey, you have a scoring drought in juniors. How do you get out of it? You have a scoring mm -hmm. drought in the AHL. How do you get out of it? And then you get to the NHL. It's hard work, but you're like, hey, okay, I've experienced those things. And I worked my way out of it doing so and so and so. And so for, you know, Zach Roseanne and Kulik for that matter. Now he's out, as you mentioned, but it's, it's not a bad thing. If the team is in a good position and they win and other players are picking up the slack and you're, you're able to work yourself through some internal issues that mm -hmm. you're not producing, it's not a bad thing. Now, I get it. You want to you wanna be able to produce, but I, I'm not downing Isaac Roseanne because the la lately the production hasn't been there. Yeah, 100%. And again, that's the beauty of the balance. And obviously, when you have guys like Jost, who's been down there for quite a while now, yeah. um, you know, it just adds to the experience level. And right now, Roseanne lining up with Kozak in the middle, who had a big game last week, and Jost on the left side. So, um, you know, again, it, it, it's actually it's good that he's had an extended period of time without Yuri because we remember when we talked about the call-ups is like, yeah. do you call them up together? Like at some they're, point, they've been attached to, at the hip, right? You have to allow them to define themselves on their own. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's good. But again, um, I mean, I'd love to see your cool, like healthy and get a chance to play, but it, it's not yeah. always going to be like that. And mm -hmm. I, again, that's the adversity that now your colleague finds himself into. He's he's a more marked type of player. Teams yeah. play the Rochester Americans. They're saying, hey, let's watch that Kulik guy. Let's watch that Roseanne guy. Let's really pay attention. Those are, you know, and, and you have to find a way through it. Now Kulik has gotten banged up a little bit of late and he'll be better for it when healthy and, and finding a way to counter that. And that's, again, I feel like that's what Tate Thompson is dealing with in Buffalo right now. I feel like Tate Thompson has been dealing with that since last year around Christmas time when everybody starts saying, Hey, Tate is on pace for 65 goals and look at the power play, try to yeah. find another way to go. It, it hasn't been all success, especially with the power play numbers in the last year and so, but um, right. everybody's got to find their ways and that's a struggle for some. Yeah, for me, that standout moment for Tage was at the game before the All-Star break when he ultimately couldn't go because he was hurt and it was obvious how much he was hurting and how it took that much longer for him, yeah. you know, down the stretch. And it was just, it, it it's, and obviously some injuries have followed him this year too. So these are all parts of a career and uh, for most, they're unavoidable. And, and again, that's what coins the cliche that, you know, adversity makes you stronger and, and we'll see just where these players come out of it at. So again, it's Belleville, Belleville, Hershey for the Amherst this week, the two Senate games against the Sens are at home tonight and Friday. Then they're at Hershey on Saturday night. The Sabres are in Montreal this evening. A couple of, uh, um, impromptu dissertats here, Ooh. like whose streak is longer 
Nathan McKinnon's home point streak or the Blackhawks road losing streak? I'm going to say McKinnon's home uh, point streak. McKinnon's home point streak is 27. The Hawks have lost 21 straight on the road. Yikes. (laughs) Who's got a longer streak? The Rangers winning or the Coyotes losing? Uh, Rangers have won, what, their eighth straight? Eight in a row, yeah. So I think the Coyotes have lost more than eight. They've lost 10 in a row, yes. Who has a longer win streak, Florida or Toronto right now? Going on right now? Right now. Florida. Florida's at six, Toronto's at five. And so yeah. there's a lot of, they're, they're, they're in close proximity here. Yeah, what, again, what, what am I going to win? Like, I'm, I'm three for three. Oh, I need a prize. Right. I need a prize. Like, I don't usually yeah. go three for three. I think you've been actually a lot better than three for three lately. I mean, you can only get as good as 100%, but I feel like the off-air quizzes have been really like, good too. I feel like so. I, that was a dream of a dream shootout of mine to go three for three and, and keep everybody off the board. That never you know, really happened. Do you remember the funny part about the McKinnon reference was about 15 games ago when Nate was up to a dozen games to start the year at yeah. home, that's when we started talking about Wayne Gretzky and the fact that he had a point in every home game in his first ever season in LA. So now every night when you watch McKinnon, that graphic is up there, Wayne 40 games. <laughs> and it's like, Holy cow. McKinnon is within 13 now. And what if he does the whole season? Because now we play 82 and yes. not 80. So McKinnon could actually eclipse it in the 41st and final home game of the season. Like I love this stuff. It's goofy. It's nerdy. It's hockey history, but it's like it's history that is happening in front of us right now and obviously mckinnon has been a huge part of it so so here's something i did not know is that not only did wayne have points in every single one of his home games in the regular season his first year in la he also had points in every single one of his playoff games that year which they ended up Losing in seven to they the Edmonton. Uh, no, they w- beat Calgary and then they lost Edmonton in the second Two round. Rounds, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but he did have a point in every single one of the home games. Of course, he did the whole season. It's remarkable. Like, oh my gosh. Ah, uh, so anyway, that's just couldn't one get more points on the road that playoffs that year. They played at Calgary. Zero points. They played at Edmonton, zero points. At Edmonton, zero points. It's three road games in the playoffs that year, zero points. But it just mm. happened that at home, he was automatic. Yeah. And we will automatically uh, dip out for a little break here, come back with uh, some groundbreaking National Lacrosse League news that has an unusual historical tie-in <laughs> involving me. All right, that story's coming up on Sabres Live. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. And welcome back. Great to have you with us live on The Score tonight. Brian Duff joining you for play-by-play action of this Ottawa Rebel-Toronto Rock game. It is the home debut for the Ottawa Rebel. The National Lacrosse League is here in town as the crowd is filling in for what should really be an exciting game tonight. The Ottawa Rebel come to you via Syracuse, where they were known as the Smash. That was 20 three plus years ago i woke up to a text today from scotty loffler from the bandits uh citing the twitter feed at nll history and so it was a huge thrill for me to get to call lacrosse because it's always been my 1a sport well here we are 23 years later uh ottawa did not last very long the first time around uh, definitely did not win a game when I was calling their games, but uh, they, the NLL today has announced that the New York Riptide are in fact relocating to Ottawa for next season. So yeah, good, York, good luck on their second go around in Ottawa. So first of all, the Ottawa Rebels had three seasons in Ottawa. They went one and 13, four and 12 and four and 12. So yeah, they only won nine games in three seasons. So um, it was a little tough. And two, um, we know that the New York lacrosse team has played a game in Laval the other day, right? Like they're trying to really generate, they were trying to generate some buzz elsewhere and Ottawa um, is going to be a great market. I think for that team, uh, you know, you, You've got Toronto, you've got Buffalo, you've got Rochester, you got Ottawa, you got all these teams around that are going to make it for a great rivalry. So I, I think it's going to be uh, really good for the National Lacrosse League. And uh, yeah, go Bandits, go crush uh, whatever Ottawa's team is going to be called. <laughs> I know. Does Riptide hold up? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Not the Ottawa Riptide. Is there such a thing as Riptide in, uh, in the uh, Ottawa I, I, River I don't there? Think, in, uh, I don't Rideau think the canal, canal rises to quite that level, <laughs> the uh, the mighty Rideau Canal. Well, maybe it'd be the Ottawa Canal would be kind of a cool, like a Riptide water transition to uh, an Ottawa uh, mm-hmm. team. Yeah. The Ottawa Rideau. It doesn't Rideau, freeze anymore. The no. Ottawa Rideau Canals. The Ottawa Rideau Canals. <laughs> yeah, I, it'll be interesting to watch the evolution of the National Lacrosse League moving forward and whether, you know, uh, this is a long-term thing in Ottawa, whether Montreal does, in fact, get back into the league after that exhibition game last weekend yep. in Laval, which was well attended. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the league's growing. They've gone, they've adopted the uh, unified standings this year, which I think has made it really interesting that the top eight out of the 15 teams make the playoffs. And honestly, it just adds super heightened importance for every game because whoever's playing and it has that chance to be the next team to, you know, to knock you out of the playoffs. And it's so tight right now with teams with six wins, five wins, four wins halfway through the year that it's a complete coin flip, which is kind of what it should be. You want to yeah. feel like you're always in it, right? Yeah, no, no I, I, look, I wouldn't do it for the NHL. I know some, t- some people have said, let's go back to one through 16 in right, the NHL. Right. Yeah. And let's, I, I wouldn't do that just because I think that, you don't have a balanced schedule. Correct. So if you play teams two times and you play other teams four times, then it, it creates an imbalance and I wouldn't do it. 
Um, but, you know, there's certain leagues and certain sports that you can do that. And lacrosse is trying that this year. It works well. And that's fine. Um, I think Ottawa is going to support that team. And the reason I'm so. saying that is that, look, uh, the Senators have not had the best of success of late, but there's still a, you know, a, a growing sense of, hey, we're going to continue to support that team. New owner, they may have a new building. The mm -hmm. PWHL team in Ottawa is getting exactly. great support from the Ottawa right. fans. Like, it has been spectacular. Every P PWHL market has had great support. They mm -hmm. had a team a game at Scotiabank Arena last uh, week between Montreal and Toronto. It was sold out at Scotiabank mm -hmm. in Toronto. It was fantastic. So, they've had great success. But I think Ottawa's uh, lacrosse team is going to do well in that market. I hope you're right. All I want is that league to be successful and sustainable in all of its markets. Fill in the blank time as we hit the final minute oh. of the show here today. And blank would be the question, as in number of goals, for Austin Matthews tonight in Arizona. Keeping in mind, he starts the day one shy of 50. Well, I definitely think he's getting to 50 but i think in austin matthews style he's going to get a hat trick in that game so three goals for austin matthews tonight in arizona celebrating 50 before anybody gets to 40 which should have been <laughs> sam reinhardt in buffalo in the empty net but he passed it on to Varhegi. uh should sam have taken the empty netter and will he score again for the panthers this year a hundred percent. He should have taken the empty netter. I get it. Unselfish. Sam passes it to Verhege. He got his 28 of the year. Get your 40 at Aldo. He did have a chance earlier in the game and he didn't bury. Producer Jeff has been trying to have a bigger impact on this show than especially earlier in the week. He wants to know blank is the Stanley cup favorite right now. I think it's Florida. I think it's Sam's team and they are playing really well and getting good goaltending. Would he pass up an empty netter in game seven? No. Nope. <laughs> See you tonight. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Auto Parts.